Welcome to the Wedding Sassles, the No BS Wedding Business Podcast. We're here to real talk you through the common F-ups we see companies making on the practical strategies you can implement today. This month's topic is networking events. And this episode, you'll learn the benefits of sponsoring local networking events. From one of my wedding industry besties, Jordan Heller, the owner of Swell Suncoast Wedding and Event Leaders. We're your hosts. I'm Shannon Tarrant. I'm Vanessa Negrom. And welcome to The Shit Show. Episode 17 of The Wedding Sassholes. Yes. All right. We are so excited today for our interview episode. As you know, we format podcasts a little differently. We do three episodes a month with just me and Miss V. And I am excited today. You guys give a warm sassel welcome to Jordan Heller, the owner of Swell. I should say hi, or is there applause? Or <laughs> <laughs> Yes. You know it. So we switch up the format from what you expect in a traditional interview. Jordan hosts the best networking and membership group in the Sarasota area. And we're going to get as many tips out of him as possible. And we don't waste 700 hours introing. So let's get started. Deep dive. Let's go. All right. So Jordan. Jordan. (laughs) Tell us about the types of events that you put on and what type of people attend it in the format and such. Give us a brief, brief synopsis. Yeah, so we're uh, we're a, a membership of a hundred and we're supposed to be one hundred and fifty cap, but we actually have one hundred and fifty six of, of today because I don't can't say no to people. Um, but we have um, it's a you know it's wedding vendors and event vendors, so we have planners, DJs, photographers, um, venues, uh, photo booths, and then we have. Um, decor vendors we have dessert catering we also have like some more unique vendors like uh live painter circus performers uh we have a magician um projection digital projection mapping so we have a really like a fun a fun well-rounded group of people um but we do monthly events uh 10 events throughout the year we take off april and november because people are too busy in those months uh but we do you know a mix of kind of we have some more simple like mixers just plain cocktail mixers uh we have really over the top themed events which are kind of what we're known for so uh we a lot of times we'll do like pop culture themes or movie themes and we let people showcase what they do but in the confines of that theme kind of like a you know if a client came to you and asked you um so we've done we recreated the um the bridal shower from bridesmaids the parisian bridal shower where she breaks the big cookie uh, we recreated Shelby's wedding from Steel Magnolias. Uh, we did a Mamma Mia, my big fat Greek wedding mashup event. Um, we've done like cultural themes. We did a German theme, a um, Dia de los Muertos. So it's a, like a lot of really fun themes. Um, and then also we have education events. So we have full days of education, uh, shorter days of education, where it's just one or two speakers, um, some speed networking events. And then next month we have a really fun event where it's going to be a, it's called Coffee Over Competition, and it's going to be roundtable discussions, but by vendor category. So it's about getting to know people, people who do what you do, and kind of like right. breaking down the walls of being scared of the, your competitors. Um, right. So it's a, good, it's a good mix of different styles of networking and showcasing. Uh, we, also, we also publish an annual magazine uh, to feature, it's, you know, it's put out there for clients and couples, um, but featuring all of our members. 
So it's safe to say you guys do a lot of events. <laughs> yes. You know what I love about what Jordan does is, and you know, it's not fair when you think about just like little local associations that maybe have a board of volunteers. Jordan and I both in what we do with our events, we are both for-profit entities. So it's a little bit different when it comes to designing events and getting creative. I will say, man, if I could afford Jordan, I would have hired him because he is the most creative themer. Like I don't always have the energy and I know it's his full-time job, but he comes up with the best concepts and he goes all in on them. And so if you are in the Bradenton, Sarasota area and you are listening to this and you are not a member and you don't attend his events, you are lame. That's all I'm going to say. We're we're, uh, Tampa St. Pete too. Oh yeah. But those, those are the kinds of events that even not knowing what, what it would be exactly, just knowing that it's super themed, I'd be like, yeah, give me a ticket. I want to see how that is. Yeah, I want to see what he did with it. Mm-hmm. Every time. Yeah, we sure. Some people are scared. Some people get, get scared that they have to dress on theme because we do have some, like we did a Mean Girls Speed Networking in December and like there was a couple <laughs> who dressed up as uh, Damien and um, Regina George. Oh and God. so people get, people see pictures that online and they're like, oh, there's, you know, when the next theme comes around, like, do I have to dress in theme? Which, you know, we're we're strictly business casual is our our line but if you want to get into the theme you know we're all for it yeah for sure well let's get into some questions for you so you can help us with the benefits of sponsoring these local events so do you think that sponsoring local networking events should be part of every wedding pros marketing plan and if you think that why do you think 100 percent, because it's the best way to showcase what you do to people who haven't had the opportunity to work with you i think like if you know, no one wants to just, you, if you cold call someone or you, I mean, I'm sure like you could take desserts to people who you don't know, but there's just something about seeing someone at an event. It legitimizes them. It shows what they do in, you know, in the, con, in within like a, an actual event structure and not just, you know, it's a lot easier for a caterer to drop off a hot meal than to actually like, you know, showcase a full meal at an event with a hundred people. So it's a really good way to showcase what you do and meet new people who you might not have even ever worked with before. You know what I uh, what I love about that most is when you're when you sit there and you think about how what you just said really resonates in terms of there's some great wedding photographers out there in the world who like shoot weddings who we have as members but then when it comes to shooting a networking event in our world it's a little bit different, right? It doesn't mean events and weddings are not the same thing. And so we have found there are certain photographers that are exceptional at shooting networking events because they're good at capturing like the people and the interacting and the details and things like that. But there maybe are some that are really bad. So I do think seeing what you do and getting to experience it is a huge benefit. You know, as the venue, as a planner, as a fellow sponsor, that's a huge benefit for people. Yeah. And I don't think photographers, there are so many, I I almost could put together a whole list of tips for just photographers because I don't think they take advantage of what they're doing. I mean, I get photos back sometimes and it's the same 10 people that that photographer knows. And I'm like, well, first of all, I don't want to keep showing the same 10 people every month because I want to show like, I want to look like there were actually people here, but use that as an opportunity to go take a picture of, you know, maybe someone who has more followers than you, if they're going to reshare that picture, yeah. use it as an opportunity to like, you know, if there's a planner you want to work with, get a picture of that planner 
and post it and tag them or, or email to them and be like, hey, I got this shot of you. Just wanted to share it with you. Like there's so many ways that photographers can use their photography to network with people after the event. Mm-hmm. And I don't think they, they, they take advantage of those opportunities. You know, taking pictures of the food, taking pictures of other people's work and making sure they get those details so they can communicate with those people afterwards. Yeah, and I utilize that's, and that's, tag you. Yep. Yeah, and it's, it's missed so so often. And they kind of just stick to their friends. They take pictures of, you know, the people they know because they don't want to. But it's, you know, people are awkward to walk up to people at a networking event and talk to them. If you have a camera, you have a reason to walk up to them. You're not walking up and being like, hey, I'm so-and-so, I want to meet you. Like, you're walking up and be like, hey, can I grab your picture? I'm the photographer. Like, Absolutely. You're not just like a, a, a creeper with a photo, a photographer, a camera. Creeper with a camera. Creeper yeah. with a camera. Well, you and I both know that there's going to be people listening to this who are going to be like, oh, well, of course, Jordan and Shannon, you think that everybody should sponsor because you need us as sponsors <laughs> to be able to do events. So why do you, why are sponsors important to you as an organizer? I mean... Well, of course, sponsors are important to me as an organizer because, I, I mean, the business doesn't exist without it. That's, I mean, that goes without saying. But the the whole the reason I created this is because I I love people getting business, people being discovered that haven't been known before, and so I feel like my whole job is to get people get people out there, get people shown who you haven't seen before, can make connections, and so it's so much easier for me to make a connection when someone has showcased. I can say. Oh, remember uh, two months ago when you really you came up to me and you said you loved that salmon on fruit? I'm just making stuff up. Yeah. Um, as a caterer, I feel like I should know more food terms, but um, a former caterer. Uh, but like, you know, I can refer back and be like, that was so-and-so, you know, if you want that, you know, call. It's just so much easier to refer back to something you've done. Um, and it's easier for me to promote people when, I've, when I have pictures of their work, when I have worked with them personally. And it's... It's it's pretty much my job to showcase those people. So without them coming out and showcasing, I, I can't accurately do my job. I think that's great. When we, um, with our events at Wedding Venue Map here in Central Florida, I when people sponsor things overall, rather than us have to pay for things and pay out of pocket, at the end of the day, the more gets sponsored, the lower I can keep the ticket price. And then the more people come because we all know that sometimes having enough of a budget to go to all the events and all of the things, but you know, when an event is sponsored food and beverage in my world, I can make the ticket price a lot more affordable. So then everyone sponsoring gets 10 times the exposure that -hmm. they would, you know, if we can get more attendees there. Yeah. And I don't think people realize, I mean, some of the events, especially, um, like the events we did before we were a membership, Shannon, when I met you, the Tomorrowland party, if if that had been a like a nonprofit event where you bought a ticket to it and everything was paid it for, it would have been five hundred dollars. Yeah, those those tickets would have been insane. Mm-hmm. I mean, the and the whole the whole idea of Swell before we were a membership, before we were what we are, came from the fact that I was working in events, I was doing all these big events every weekend, and I was like, these events are so fun, but I'm standing on the sidelines like as a you know, the venue or the caterer, I was like, we, we all have these tools to put on these events. What if we all brought our, our pieces together, like a potluck because our, our first event we used to do when we would do centerpieces, like we would have, um, every table would be sponsored by a different florist and we'd have a dessert room and there'd be seven dessert vendors, um, with, and so everything was almost like a potluck of events. Um, mm-hmm. and so it was a way for everyone to showcase, but also everyone to just bring a little piece of it 
And so we could we could have these big fun events without anyone spending too much money. And I I I don't think people see how you know they wouldn't be able to attend these these size networking events if we didn't have sponsors because without that if we were paying you know even just for food, um, three hundred dollars, yeah, yeah, it, it would be crazy. I mean the service staff, the the floral bill, the it, it's labor, it's it would be it would it would not be doable for our industry. It'd be expensive. And that's like, why it would be like a wedding. Yeah, well, that's why you see in other industries. I mean, you see networking events in other industries, and they're 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 kind of no frills. I mean, sometimes you know the the venue or caterer will put out a spread of food, but it's a cash bar, and there's you know whatever tables were there. There's no decor, no no anything because that industry doesn't have you know they're not if no one's going to donate a photo booth to a to a realtor convention because the realtors aren't going to go book a photo booth, but you do it for a wedding group, and you're going to have someone wedding planners and venues who will actually do it. Oh, yeah. Well, and the nice part about because we we as a company sponsor a lot of these local events is we get to showcase to other vendors and venues what we want to showcase instead of being hired for a job and just doing what they are requesting. We get to showcase more and go above and beyond. So it's yeah, it's nice to be able to do that. And I've, I've asked people, you know, people I want to showcase, they said, what do you want to do? It doesn't you know, we do have times where we have themes that it's like, OK, I really want this stuff you have because it matches the theme but i've said to other people what do you want to showcase that that you haven't been able to showcase before and i've actually built themes around people's inventory or other people's ideas because they really want to showcase it Mm -hmm. well that's the nice part when you have a theme giving the vendors the theme and saying like hey run with it like go above and beyond but stay within this little parameter of this theme like make sure it all ties in but please showcase what you want other people to see as part of your services yeah yeah, I've loved it when we've had movie themes and like the caterer will, will you can tell they sat down and they watched the movie and all the dishes are named after a character in the movie or like, you know, uses a, a quote from the movie or something. And it, it really shows that they're paying attention and will put that kind of energy for their for your clients as they do for this event. A little personal touch. Mm-hmm. Well, Vanessa had a really interesting question because as someone who sponsors a ton of things in our market, she came up with a really good question that we didn't warn you about okay oh, what is the best way as a sponsor sponsorer let's speak english i swear what's the best way as a sponsor to help the organizer so to help you is it best for us to share on social media is it best for us to individually call people and invite them or to um, help you find unique vendor categories like what do you think is the best way for us as a sponsor to help the organizer to be a resource for you other than sponsoring I think all of the above. I mean, I, you know, obviously sharing the event to show that you even care about the fact that you're there, that you're excited to be there, I think is huge. I think a, a lot of people just show up on the day of and haven't done any any prep work beforehand. And I think, I mean, social media being such a great tool that it is, like share the event, say you're going to be there. And, you know, sharing for the masses is great, but also I think, I mean, it takes, you, you could time block, you know, 20 minutes of your day one time to, send a personal email to 10 or 20 vendors who you know don't really go to these events or that you want to work with more and say, hey, I'm going to, and I give, so my sponsors, I kind of give, I say unlimited tickets. I mean, obviously I think at some point I would, if they got crazy, I would cut it off. But if they, you know, if if you're doing thousands of dollars worth of food and you want to bring 10 people, do it. Because it's not costing me anything because I don't have a, a cost per head at my event. So if you want to bring 
to 10 people and you're feeding them anyway, like, you know, I'll make sure that the dessert person brings that because it's 10 more people that, you know, the dessert person gets exposed to. And, you know, if we need another table and linen or whatever it may be, um, it's just more exposure. So I always, you know, encourage people to do that. Just sharing it directly and with your your masses of whoever's following you, I think are, are really important. Um, obviously, like whatever I need, in terms of like sending a logo or something, if I'm doing printed material, um, if it's a speaker and I need a bio, um, that type of thing, like getting those things as soon as possible so we have enough time to prepare and everyone looks prepared and organized. Is that so your, you can do is like that a your proper, full question? Yeah, so you can do like a proper marketing plan, get everything ahead of time. I like Yeah. I like it. I always so, want to know, I always ask like the venues and the vendors and the organizers, like, is there anything that we can do? And a lot of times they just say like, no, we just appreciate you being there. But sometimes they they do come back and say, oh, actually, if you could use this specific, like, you know, credenza that we just brought into the venue or like whatever, like I always okay. just make sure that I work within the parameter of what they would like to help highlight whatever they're doing, like the venue itself, or to make sure that we are pushing it on social. Or if I know that, it's in a specific area of town that maybe those vendors don't go to a lot of events, but it's on their side of town. I specifically make sure I contact them and say, Hey, did you know that there's an event in your town that's going to be going on? So yeah. And sharing it afterwards as well. I always send out the photos to everyone who's sponsored and a lot of people never share the photos. I mean, it's, you put in all that time to do the work. Now you have professional photography of your work. Why not share it? And then you have all these other vendors that you get to tag. who are going to, you know, and and the more people from that event, if if all ten vendors involved in the event shared the photos afterwards, the chances that people in the industry are going to see those photos are you know tenfold because you have mm -hmm. so many people sharing the same sets of photos that it will get seen. Mm -hmm. So make sure you tag all the people involved. Oh God, it's the never-ending conversation of tagging people. Insert eye roll here. Um, okay, so when uh, you ask a company to sponsor or just any vendor in the industry gets asked, hey, can you sponsor this? What kind of questions should the company like ask to the organizer before saying yes? Like what, you can't be the whore that Vanessa is and just say yes to everything. <laughs> you can't be like me. You can't be the slut. Yes, you can. You can't be the slut of the Yes, you can. But like, what are some questions like that you think back to when you were a venue or a caterer or whatever? And like, what are questions that you think they should ask to an event organizer before saying yes? I mean, I think the two biggest things are who is going to be there and how many people are going to be there. The who I think is important because you want to, and, and I try to answer that question a lot of times when I'm reaching out to people. Um, I try to answer that question in advance, especially if it's someone who's not familiar with our organization. I'll send our the page on our website that has our full membership listed um, because I, I think our membership is impressive. So I like to send it um, to show people the caliber vendor that's going to be there. Um, and sometimes I'll, I, I do two things. Sometimes I, I'll point out vendors that I think are noteworthy. Like I'll say, oh, you know, we have, if it's if it's someone who wants to get in touch with uh, more venues, um, so if it's a planner, I'll say, oh, you know, we have you should and planners. I'll get into how planners sponsor our events in a minute, but um, if if it's like I'll, I'll say, and so planners might want to work with more venues. I'll say, well, we have the Ritz Carlton, we have Powell Crossy Estate. And I'll name kind of our our more coveted venues um, to let them know who who they're going to be networking with. 
So the who is really important because I want them to know there's going to be people there to connect. Also, you want to know the who because um, I had, a, a, for instance, a travel agent who wanted to get involved with our organization. And then they saw that we had another travel agent and they were like, oh, we already know that travel agent. When they go to a, a networking group, they go all in and they take over. And I don't think there's enough business for two different like travel agencies. It's too niche. Um, so, so I think like sometimes there are, you know, live painters, there's people who do very specific things that they, they're less likely to want as much competition right. as a photographer who, you know, a photographer can find business anywhere because there are, every event needs a photographer. There are tons of photographers. Not every event is going to hire a live painter. So it's harder yeah. to, to showcase yourself. If you have competition, you're already, you're already competing to be part of the event. And then you have to compete against someone else on top of it. Um, so finding out who's going to attend is super important. Also finding out how many people, because um, I mean, our events range from 75 people to 125 and sometimes 125 say they're coming and only 90 show up. And so you want to make sure I always like to let the caterers know that as well um, because I don't want them to feel like they were duped. I also don't want to tell someone 75 and the 125 show up and right. make them look bad when they run out of food. Um, but, but as a, as someone who's sponsoring, you want to know that you can afford to, to sponsor as well. Because yeah. that 75 versus 125 may be the difference in your marketing budget of what you can't afford to, to you know, cook or produce or labor-wise, whatever it may be. Um, so I think those are the two, the, you know, the amount of people and the type of people. I like that. I'm sorry. I also, Especially for food. Yeah. I also believe in people getting ballsy and asking all the ballsy questions. Because when you get asked to sponsor, I'm okay with you asking for things like... Um, you know, you never know what someone will say yes to until you ask, right? So that's number one. Um, I also think it's important to ask, will I get a complimentary ticket? Because we have associations where when you sponsor, you don't get the free ticket to be able to attend. There's that's There crazy. are... I know it's crazy. I'm with you. When we do, it's 100% nuts, but it's true. And because almost all of the rest of the associations do follow that rule. I was shocked when I was like, wait, what? I still have to buy a ticket. Like have you people lost your mind? Like we just sponsored a thousand dollar raffle item. Uh, no, I'm not paying 40 bucks to come. So, yeah. so I think that that's a good question. I think, you know, depending upon what your purpose is for sponsoring, asking like, can I get the attendee list? Is there going to be professional photo and video? After the fact, you know, what are some of the other benefits? Where will I be listed? How will I be featured on social media, like before, during, after? You know, yes, I do think the most important is how many people and who the hell is going to be there. But if you're on the fence, go deep and ask all the questions that you can think of as to, to make sure that you will leave with the value. Yeah, I don't typically like talk to and I don't I don't collect logos a lot and I don't really talk about social the, the social media of it all because I honestly think people don't pay attention like I I have people show up to events and they don't know who's who's showcasing until they get there so yeah. like, I think I think that end of I always like to do something I like my marketing to be focused on the event to get people there so that they come and then when they're there that's your chance to dazzle them I don't think putting your logo up in advance especially like those, and, and I apologize if this is anything you guys do, but like those posters that have like 
12 different logos on them and you haven't cropped out the like they all have like squares around them so like it just looks like a hodgepodge i don't know the face you're making you better know me better than that so that if i was going to do anything like that it wouldn't look like shit I'm laughing because I'm seeing exactly what he's talking about. Yeah, of course. <laughs> it, it just It's like everyone's logo is different. Some of them are on transparency. Some of them are not. Some of them have a white background. And it's it looks like such a mess. And yeah. it's hard to focus on any of the logos. Yeah. So if I do it, I like to be clean and have everyone's logo on transparency looking like professional. Yeah, and of then course. Not only do we look good, but they all look good. Yeah, and I think that like I every org- we talking about this point. If that was- no, you're fine. <laughs> but like every <laughs> yes, but every converse every organization is so different, and so the opportunity to sponsor, whether it's a venue open house or it's a you know at a show or at a networking event and things like that, like whatever locally you get an opportunity to sponsor for, just ask all the questions. Like Jordan might not heavy focus with swell on social media marketing and things in advance. And that might be something that we at Wedding Venue Map do give that extra push and extra opportunity, you know, to pump your business out there. But if that's important to you, ask the question. Yeah. We did have one event that I love that where the photographer did this themselves, where, you know, when you put logos on a screen somewhere and it's like uh, rotating, Mm -hmm. the photographer took a picture of every logo with the event, like the event going on. And then the, their logo. So I got to send that to each vendor who sponsored, like a picture of their logo on the screen with all the people around it. Oh, and that's so it was awesome! Like a nice, a nice way to like have everyone who sponsored get a picture of their logo at the event. Mm, nice. I love that. I don't think I've seen that anywhere else. Not that I can no. Think of. no. Then we do a lot of events. So, yeah. So when you're sitting there and is the role of the event organizer, how do you make sure that the sponsors get the best value? Um, Well, one of the biggest things they did, which I'm sure you know what I'm about to say, Shannon, was I had you make a video um, when I started this organization with a list of, you know, what people should do before, during, and after the event. Um, I had you do it because I think it adds more, uh, like you're not because you're not involved with our organization. I feel like you were giving more. It wasn't me telling people what to do, like to make my events better. It was a third party saying, "This is for you. This is how you need to showcase yourself, um, and these are how that how you get the benefits." Because I don't want anyone to come up. I mean, you know that you you've gone to an event. We've all gone to an event where we've walked up, eaten a bunch of food, and we do not pay attention to who the caterer was. No idea where the food came from. Yep. And and then and there's no benefit to the caterer for doing that. I mean, if your food was great, maybe you might go and, and ask, hey, who's the caterer on this? Because I have people come back like to me afterwards and be like, hey, two months ago, I saw this at your event. Who was that again? Um, and I'll get a lot of people who like I can refer later on because something will come up. But you have to you have to do things so that your what you're sponsoring doesn't get lost in the crowd. It doesn't become, you know, just another food item that someone just is scarfing down. Um, you have to like make those extra steps which a lot of is, is on the event day, walking around and talking to people. I mean, you have to, and, you know, the master of this is in your market. It's Tommy Murphy. Like, he, like, I remember this first time Tommy came to an event, and he walked around my event with a sign of Swag Decor, walking around, hi, I'm Tommy Murphy, marketing and sales for Swag Decor. These are my drapes. These are my, and he walked around, everyone he could, he showed, he pointed out what he did. And he had, he also, he went a little bit, I don't wouldn't say too far. It was great, but he had like a sign, and then he was taking selfies with different people with 
his sign that said hashtag swearing decor. I mean, he was the ultimate of like getting the best bang out of his buck for showcasing yeah. the event. And he talked to every single person. And I've had other people who have who have come and I had someone who did chairs a couple of years ago and they didn't really want to because they said they didn't work in this market that much. And I said, just trust me. And like, this is the group of joining into this market. Come in and showcase. She brought the chairs down, stood in the corner all night and did not talk to a single person. And I... There's only so much I can do. I have a responsibility. I have that video. I send it out. I talk to people, but it, I can't stand with ten different vendors and hold their hand at the event. It, at some point, you have to take your product and make sure that it's being seen and take the reins and the responsibility. I'll do everything I, I can on my end, but vendors have to take you know take that step at the event and even after the event too. And that's where you know sharing the photos and interacting with people and it's all necessary because otherwise you've just done all this work for nothing and i'm always shocked jen because your video your video is 16 minutes long and people will spend thousands of dollars on donating catering and staff and labor but then they won't spend 16 minutes to watch a video uh-huh. and it's 16 minutes of really good information and i know if you open it i, I open a youtube video of something i want to watch and i'm like 16 minutes like i don't want to sit here and watch this like youtube you think of as quick but i mean why do all this work and spend all this money to not spend 16 minutes learning how to make the most of that money? Agreed. Mm-hmm. We talk about this. You're being put in front of the audience of people that you as the um, organizer have brought the audience and as the sponsor, if you're not trying to make sure that you are really out in front of them and really interacting with them, then you're blowing the whole thing. I mean, what's the yeah. point if you're not going to, you're not going to interact with them. Yeah. yeah. We've talked about that before. And that happens a lot. I mean, people sponsor and do exactly what you're saying. They don't talk about it. They don't show up. Like, that's why I say get ballsy and ask. We used to have a rental company in town that every single event they sponsored, they used to bring these little table tents that said, like, that went on all of the tables that said, like, sponsored by such and such linen. And, you know, of course, I took a few off just to get the photos of the space. But as soon as we had the pictures of the table set, I put them right back on. Well, I don't care. You yeah. took the time to do it, especially if that person couldn't be there. So never look at if you're sponsoring, look at that opportunity. You also have to maximize it for yourself. Like Jordan said, as an organizer, we do our best job we can to get the bodies there and make sure people knew in between everything we're doing, the emails we're sending, who did what. But at the end of the day, to maximize it, you have to be there and do it yourself. And P.S. I totally forgot I recorded that video. It was a long time yeah. ago. You, it, maybe, was, it was before the pandemic. It was early 2020. You should send me that link because I don't remember what I said. I should probably record it for my own members or have you do the one for my events. Oh, tap okay. Me. Tap yeah. me in on that. That's a good idea. So what do you think is one of the biggest benefits? I know we've talked about a few so far, but what are one of the other, you know, what are one or two other benefits that you can think of that people might not think about when they're sponsoring an event? Uh, That's a good, I feel like, I I mean, I feel like we went over the, the, the majority of them. I mean, the professional photography is big. Um, I think using it to legitimize yourself, um, you know, especially for for clients, showing clients, um, you know, if you if you want to, this is what I think people should do. If if you want to, if you see that I'm hosting an event at um, 
a certain venue and you've always wanted to work at that venue, someone should reach out to me and be like, Jordan, what do I have to do to be the, the photographer or the caterer for this event? I really want to work at that venue more. So I think it's an opportunity to, to meet people because especially with venues, you know, venues don't always network. There's a lot of like, are you, make, are you making that face in agreement? Or no, no, I totally agree with you. Venues oh, okay. don't come. No, a lot of them don't. Yeah, I think venue, venues are like, there's so many people in the, in the mindset of like, oh, we get the business first and then we send it to everyone else. So we don't need to network. And so like, I think going to, you know, trying to work at these networking events that are at these venues is a great opportunity, especially, I'm not trying to like um, toot my own horn, but I am. I get a lot of venues who never host networking events. Otherwise, right. um, I'm the only one that they do networking events for. So it's a it's a slim opportunity to to connect with some of these people um, in this in this showcase because you know you can email someone, you can send them a flower arrangement or dessert, um, you can cold call them, you can show up at their office, which is really obnoxious. But none of that is going to as be as effective as actually working on their property and showing what you do on yeah. the day of and showing them the level that you work at, the care you put into their property, that you leave it clean, that people were happy with what you did. So I, I think that's such an opportunity to be able to work with different venues that otherwise you'd never meet. Yeah, it opens up a door that would otherwise be closed if you didn't go yeah. through this. And kind of like you said, it gives them the chance to actually see you working with them and what that looks like to experience working with you, not just they showed up and um, heard you DJ. Right. So like they experience yeah. the you loading in, loading out, setting up, doing all of those things. Important yeah. things that bug the shit out of them later, yeah. especially as the venue. So, Vanessa, oh, yeah. you you sponsor a ton of events. What is a benefit that you have found that we haven't really talked about today? Um, I would say brand awareness. So before we jumped on the call or started recording today's call, um, as you guys know, Jordan is not in my market. He's actually a couple of hours south of me, but he knows who we are. So that just shows me that the brand awareness of sponsoring these events, people hear your name, they see your product, they see your services everywhere, and they just automatically start to know who you are. So that's a big deal for me, especially when I was first starting my business. But Shannon calls me the wedding whore and it's... <laughs> Offer to sponsor everything. I mean, yeah. I want to make sure everyone knows who we are. And the more you sponsor events that are local in your area, the more people hear your name and they don't hear your competitors' names. Sorry, yeah, guys. there's a but huge... That's like my secret. Yeah, I mean, there's a huge competitive advantage. I know that like it was years ago, but um, at the time, Kristen um, Hubbard from RDJ Rock. So Kristen was sponsoring everything every dj every photo booth everything all the time and i was like how are you making this work and she said to me um she said every single time that i say no to sponsoring an event it gives my competitors an opportunity to showcase mm -hmm. what they do so if and when i can do it i'm gonna do it because yep. i don't want to give them that opportunity there kristen's got a great podcast by the way called love lead excel if you haven't heard it you should go check it out but but it resonated with me and it always stayed with me so that I sometimes think when I see something and I might be a little bit more proactive, like Jordan said, when I see something being like, oh, maybe I can sponsor that or how can I get involved with that? Like our local wedding association does a summit. And I said last year, well, can I sponsor this or can I sponsor that? You know, ways to get involved. 
But when someone asks me, if I say no, they're just going to ask the next person who does what I do. And I don't want to give them access to that. Don't let it go to your competitor. Sorry. I know that seems catty, but. True story. It's business. It's nothing personal. (laughs) And I think uh, reaching out also, I I started touching this earlier. Um, Something with this sort of related, but I think a lot of times planners don't think how they can be involved in these sorts of events. Uh And so I started to get my planners involved where basically I take the month off and I say, this is your event, you plan it. And it becomes the, you know, I'll do an event and it'll be such and such an event presented by such and such a planner. And I put their name right in the title and that way they've taken the reins. It's their design. It's their execution. They get to work with the venue. So, you know, they can walk into a venue they've never walked in before and show that they can plan an event without having to actually do it or without having to book client there first. Um, and, and it's just a way for a planner to actually get involved and showcase at a networking event. And then also by the time the event starts, their job is done. They can just walk around and they're like, Oh yeah, I plan this event. Like, you know, and it's a, it's a whole different, I don't think planners think about how they can get involved with some of these events that way before. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Especially since, you know, it's how can you showcase what you can do we have an event coming up and it's actually an education event and it's how to take better. Um, one of our photographers coming in to teach how to take better behind the scenes, like photos and videos and stuff to be able to post on social media, higher quality. And he's teaching like, what do you do when there's low lighting or they're backlit and things like that. And I was casually telling one of our planner members that, oh yeah, we're going to do this networking event. It's going to be something fun and different, you know, whatever. And she said, what if I designed vignettes all around the room of all of the problems he's talking about so that after he teaches it, then we can practice. And I was like, done, like done. It was so, because she doesn't do just like execution and coordination. She focuses on design. And that was an opportunity I said, I can get the sponsors if you can make it look good. I'll get the people to say yes, but I don't want to pick chargers and flowers and like, I don't care about that. And she said, and like, I think it's always figuring out how can you bring what you can do to any type of networking event? How can you showcase it in a different and unique way? Even as a planner, though, you can coordinate just the styling or you can execute, you know, just one part of it or an activity within it. Like, it doesn't have to be the whole thing if you don't have that capacity either. Yeah. No, that's super that's, important that's to like, showcase. And that's that's great that they reached out and had that idea. Uh-huh. Because yeah, people, I loved it. People, and I think people get so bogged down with season and they don't they don't think about these opportunities. But you know, if you look at the top the top brands in the country, they never stop advertising. So you yeah. always mm-hmm. have to keep your name out there year 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 round. You have to stay top of mind. I think another thing that is a benefit is even for the people that are sponsoring and they might not necessarily be that person that interacts with the audience that you're bringing to them, the reputation that you get amongst the other vendors that are sponsoring that you're working with on the different networking event or the showcase that you're doing, that when you're working with them, setting up, breaking down, that also goes a long way. And I don't think people realize that. Like you'll, you'll get either good reputation or bad reputation based on your loadings and your load-ins and how you break down and clean up. And I've seen some people that burn some bridges because they were a hot mess express the entire time with the other vendors or with the organizer. And then afterwards, nobody referred them. And oh they my God, said, we could know, do a whole sound off episode on sponsor. Oh, we totally could. 
we sponsor totally fuck ups, but, like the, just about all the fuck up sponsors make. But I, uh-huh. I think that's another key thing that people forget is yeah. not only are you networking with the people that are coming, but you're networking with the people that you're also help like working with on sponsoring the event. Yeah, they don't yeah. treat it like it's an event. They treat it like I'm just doing this for free, and I'm like yeah. it reflects. And you're, you're not doing paid big, to be here. You're doing bigger damage, I think, when you don't put in the effort on a on a sponsored event. You're doing more damage than you know because it's usually B two B and referrals. And I would rather people say I don't have the capacity to do this right now because I won't show my best work. And I can totally respect that. Like, and I absolutely think people should know when they don't have to. I mean, if it is season, if it is a February event and, you know, you're a florist and you're a retail florist and you have, you know, all the Valentine's Day flowers, like I totally respect, like, not only can I not showcase at your event, I also can't attend because we are too busy. Like you have to know your own capacity and ability. Mm -hmm. And I mean, Vanessa, it sounds like you do more than your capacity, but your product speaks for itself. So she's doing better. She's doing better. But you know, you you know, you have to learn those boundaries because that, I mean, you know, we all talk in this industry. So if someone yeah, screws yeah. up, we're all going to talk about it. So, I mean, knowing your boundaries and knowing when to say no so that you don't do worse damage than, you know, if you had said yes to everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's something people forget. Mm-hmm. They don't think about. Well, Jordan, tell us about a time when one of your sponsors went above and beyond and it paid off. Like they really gave it all they got. So we had a uh, a newer caterer in town. Um, the the company wasn't newer, but they were new in town. They took over a big contract with one of our big venues, uh, and then they actually bought a smaller caterer and kind of became this catering conglomerate. Um, but they wanted to do an event that was like where the food was the sh- like the star. So we really didn't we we kind of like rolled back the theming. And in exchange, they did a ridiculous spread of food. I mean, like a full, um, like seafood bar, like a raw bar, at this event, like ridiculous amounts of pasta d'oeuvres, like huge, like boxes of Chinese food with like noodles dripping out of them. Like every every, I mean, you could not leave there without being full. A full open bar as well, completely sponsored by them. Um, and we really dialed back the theme so that the food was what was the focus. And I can tell you, this is my personal problem. Um, and this is just me. I was a little hurt when people were saying this was the best event you've ever done because like (laughs) there was no theme. I didn't really do any work. I actually said to the caterer, I was like, can you take the reins on this? Because I'm going to focus on the month after since this is all about you. And they did such a good job with their food that everyone forgot all the the themes and none of that mattered because the the like I mean that was people were so excited to have a full stomach and yeah. get get a little bit tipsy at a networking event because there was a full open bar and they didn't have to be like oh it's three drinks at thirty dollars plus tip like so it was all right it was and they really put their best foot forward and it really it it showed and I you know. They're doing great. They they quickly became one of the, the top caterers. They're selling their, their asses off. I think that's awesome. Yeah, I, you know, I think sometimes when people 
They forget to utilize the groups that already exist to do what they want to do, right? So this cater was super smart because they reached out to you, the local association, and or in whatever market you're in across the country, there is someone who already has the audience there that you want to have. So rather than putting on and hosting your own, I say that like with a specific company in mind, one of our local caterers in Orlando did a huge anniversary party for their company. And they did exactly what you're talking about, where they really like blew out the food and all that. And it was an exceptional event, but it was very like bougie invite only. And they had to be like really careful. Does that make sense of like, who got to come, who didn't get to come because the event got so large. Whereas if they had almost done the same thing, and of course that was all people who already work with them and love them and refer them. But the reach on that maybe could have been great too to partner with a local association, a different group and say, well, we're already doing this. What's another 40 people who don't know us at all? but we kind of utilize them as like a benefit. So I think sometimes when you look at sponsoring different things, it's also looking at just who is the audience you want to get in front of. And that caterer was smart. They wanted to make a big name for themselves quickly. And by blowing it out, you know, is, and I think I get jealous sometimes of watching you and like envy you putting on these amazing, awesome, cool themed events. And I'm like, yeah, we had a coffee connect this morning. There was like coffee beans and a plant on the table. (laughs) And Jordan just did the fucking bridal shower from the bridesmaids movie. (laughs) And I'm over here like, oh, you guys like my coffee event. Like whatever. But I, but I think that sometimes it's just remembering that quality networking you know, sometimes it can be all the things and sometimes it's just about who you get to be in front of and get to meet and make it look amazing. Yeah, and the themes are, I mean, the themes are fun and they're great ways for people to to, to show off what they can do. Yeah. But, I mean, we, we've we've mixed in more of like the the lower key events because it is those connections. You can make those connections whether there's a giant theme around you yeah. or you're sitting in a, in a bare conference room. Um, so we do a, a mix of it all now because... You know, the, the connections are what's really important um, at the end of the day. I love it. Well, before we wrap this up with the swag we do at the end, Jordan, where can people find more about you, follow you, learn about Swell, even if they're not Sarasota Brainton, but want to be? Uh, so our Instagram is the best place at Swell Events, and it's Swell with one L. Um, so at SWELEvents.com. Um, or our website, which is suncoastweddingandevents.com. Um, it's easier to find our Instagrams and remember that name. So uh, our Instagram links back to the website. I love it. Well, we like to end every episode giving everybody some swag. Three action items to add to your to-do list. All right, Vanessa, what did you learn today that you're going to put on your list? Um, think about a service or product that I really want to showcase at the next networking event to go above and beyond, but also to test out the new market on maybe a service or product that we have. Mm, I like that. I think sometimes sponsors don't utilize that opportunity to test it and and try something different and new. That would Mm -hmm. be a good one. Um, I wrote down on my list to, for me as an organizer, to give 
our sponsors a few extra tickets on events that have no cost for me, um, inviting them. We always give them tickets for them to come, but saying like, hey, here's three extra tickets. Feel free to invite whoever you want. You can invite when there's no cost to us. Or if you are a person sponsoring event, maybe ask them and ask and say, if you're the caterer for damn sure, say, hey, can we invite five people ourselves, even if you're charging them and they are paying you, maybe just say along the lines of, hey, you don't have to include them in the count, but can we invite five people to come? I think that's a really great way for people to be able to maximize um, what they're doing. And number three, as a sponsor who does a lot of networking events, I'm going to make a list questions to ask the organizers of who's going to be there, how many people, and then ask my audacious questions on how many tickets do I get? What are the benefits? Asking them those questions that maybe I was too afraid to ask before, but now that I got more pep in my step, I can ask. So I'm going to build a list of questions to ask to get more information on the different types of local networking events. Vanessa, do you want to be super generous and we can work on that list and put it in the show notes for our listeners? Ooh, we could. I, I could be super generous. I could Ballsy. do that. Ballsy. We're going to put them in the show notes. And if they're local in Central Florida and a cake baker, don't read them. Just kidding. <laughs> this is my whore market (laughs) this is vanessa's market to be the cake skank of central like cake skank oh my god now i'm gonna see somebody that's gonna listen to this in our market and they're gonna be like what up cake skank yeah if you listen to this and you meet vanessa just call her the cake skank that's how we'll know you're a podcast oh god Well, Jordan, you know, uh, the you threw epic events in your market so big that they got to me in Central Florida and 100 people told me I had to go and I drove my happy ass all the way to Sarasota. I didn't even get to meet you at the event because you were the king of the ball at the moment and we barely even got to connect but I will never forget sitting in a hotel lobby having coffee with you and just saying like why can't you just do this full time and like you love it and you're passionate about it and to look back like four or five years later how long ago how long is have you been doing it full time it was so we met for coffee in I think August of 2019 so I like within a month I had had like written out the plan and had 85 members signed up by the end of August I just like, I can't tell you like how proud I am of where you start, what you started, where you built and like seeing it, loving it and going for it. And, um, when we made our list of podcast interviewers, I knew I wanted to have you on here. So congratulations. Thank you. I can't imagine if you hadn't asked me to coffee because trust me, when you reached out, I was like, who is this lady? And why does she want to have coffee with me? And I did not realize I was going to get like a free two hour consultation on how to turn my little like side fun thing into a full-time business where I don't have to wear pants most days. Yeah, no pants. (laughs) Well, I support this message. (laughs) Oh my God. Well, congratulations on everything you've got. And if you are like Jordan and me and other people and you're passionate about the event industry and looking for something different, then, you know, creating networking is a great way to do it. Thank you for joining us. I appreciate you being here today. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Of course. Anytime. All right, let's wrap it up. If you feel like this podcast helped your business, got you thinking, or made you laugh, follow, subscribe, and share it with a friend. Thanks.
stay tuned for our upcoming episodes. Next month, we're talking about money management. Topics including tracking expenses, sales forecasting, budgeting, and tax statuses. Oh, it's very sexy. We know (laughs) this is all the shit we hate dealing with as business owners and wedding professionals, but we got to talk about it anyway. Take off that band aid. Now go make epic shit happen.